to talk to you about responding better to the situations that arise. What does that mean? What does that look like? I'm talking about how do you go through life? Do you respond or do you react? When you respond, you think about what you're about to say or think about the action or think about force the emotions you're about to put, the energy you're going to expel. When you react, you just let them direct your energy. Do you want them to be in control or do you want to remain in control? Do you want them to rob your power? Do you want it to rob your power or steal your control or steal your joy? Or do you want to actively curate that joy, curate that power? That's what I'm going to be talking about. So tap in. If somebody's pissing you off, something is pissing you off, I'm going to tell you how you can respond just a little bit better to situations that get on your nerves. Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard Gilles, personal development speaker and talk show host. And I want to welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, a podcast that will motivate and inspire you, all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review. Grand Rising, Grand Rising. My name is Edward Giles, Edouard Gilles, a.k.a. The Holistic Motivator. And every time that I get to come here, it's a blessing, right? It's a blessing to serve you. It's a blessing to be able to be here to share knowledge, wisdom, words of encouragement that will help better your life, right? Who am I? I'm a holistic lifestyle coach, and I just help people structure a lifestyle that can bring them joy, peace, because it sprouts from within. And my mission in life is to empower, motivate, and uplift people to take a holistic approach by doing so myself. So this podcast has literally been a live writing of my book. Every time that I speak, I'm speaking forth my life, the things that have impacted me, how I changed because of those things, and I'm pretty much sharing you a piece of the journey. And you're seeing the journey as you grow along. So today I want to talk to you about responding better to situations that piss you off. So when the reactions are based on memories, response is based on your presentness. Reactions are based on memories, response is based on your present ability. So when you react, it's a twitch. It's like a unconscious reaction you know how there's a fly that flies right next to your face and then you just do that right that's a react like you know how you automatic or you hear a loud noise they say we were we were brought up with the fear of a loud noise the fear of a lot loud sound or something like that and something some other fear but I say we were born with a natural instinct to react to loud sounds, not necessarily the fear of loud loud sounds, just a natural instinct to react. It startled us out of our normal way of being. So I say the same thing. I say that to say that reactions are in the past because it's hardwired. Some of us are hardwired to react a certain way and we try to change but we don't understand why we keep reacting this way. So even after you made up your mind to not be a certain way, you still might find yourself reacting that certain way. What do I mean? Even though you say, okay, I'm not going to be a pissed off, angry person. Right? So you, you try your best to not be an angry, pissed off person. And then all of a sudden, somebody says something to you and you're angry and pissed off. You, like you said it two minutes ago. Right. Two minutes ago, you made a decision that I'm not going to be a pissed off person. And then somebody says something and somehow what they said pissed you off. What happened? You consciously made a choice to change, but you subconsciously reacted how you've been accustomed to reacting. 
right? So the reason for that is science. There's something called neural pathways in your brain. And every time you respond or react to situational, every time you react to, situ to a situation, you build a strand to tell your brain how to react the next time. So what do I mean? There are neural pathways in your brain. These are how neurons wire together as they fire and they create sequential reactive patterns in your life. So the more you do something, the more you react a certain way, the more your brain says, oh, this is how I naturally react. So even when you think that you're gonna change, your body says, I'm still thinking in my old programming from a neuroscience level. So you can't necessarily change until you change from within, literally. So it's hard to change how you respond until you change the way your brain is hardwired. So your reactions are hardwired to you, to your body. So the secret is not to be somebody, it's to be nobody. The secret is not to be a full thinker, 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 but to have no thoughts. Now, before you run away and say, this guy don't know what he's talking about, listen to my spiritual concept. <laughs> what I mean is this. I know you're like, man, you confusing me, what? Okay, I put stuff in a confusing way and I simplified it for you as well. Here's what I mean. The more you do something, the more your body wants to do that same thing. If you wanna stop doing that thing, you have to be present so that way you're not acting out of your body, you're acting out of your spirit because you're consciously driving and making the choice rather than reacting and not having a choice. So do you wanna not have a choice to a situation? Do you wanna have the choice, man, this has to go how it's going? Or do you wanna say, I can go where I want it, I can make this grow to where I want it to be? rather than let it happen how it's happening. So let's get a practical example. Let's say one of your pain bodies, as we talked about previously, is to respond with resentment or to respond with frustration because you have underlying resentment. Resentment is the stored source of your frustration. So I want you to hear this. Resentment can be the stored source of your frustration, right? So that's the memory stored in the body, the resentment. This person did that to me, so I hold them in my heart. I hold them for what they did, and I assume that they're gonna do it again. So therefore, whatever this person says, I'm not hearing what they're saying, I'm hearing what they said before, and what my resentment says that, that this person is condemned as. So sometimes we condemn people before they even get a chance to say a word, literally. And when they do say the word, we don't take the word seriously because we condemn them, right? So it's not wise to condemn people before they get to say a word. And then when they say a word, we only hear it based on a lens that we've already pre-stickered. It's like, can you put a sticker on top of your, in, in front of your camera lens and say, oh, I'm looking at reality. No, that's not true. You're looking at the sticker, right? There's no, there's no light coming in. There's no information coming in. You're literally not taking account into whatever is happening. When you simply say, this is the sticker of resentment, you cloud out your lens. So now you make the choices based on that sticker. So even if this person is being loving, you can still see hate because you're basing it on past hate. So now this is not to blame, shame, guilt you. This is for awareness. And this is not even about you. This is, a, a, let's say Johnny. Let's say Johnny resented Sarah. And because Sarah used to tease Johnny for a long time, Sarah never talked good about Johnny. So whenever Johnny sees Sarah, Johnny is like, you teaser, I know whatever you say is not serious because you always have sarcasm. So I know you're just making fun of me. But Sarah is dead straight. Sarah's not being sarcastic. 
Sarah's not trying to bully Johnny. Sarah's not trying to tease Johnny. Sarah is just at the moment being downright honest with what Johnny needs to hear. Maybe Johnny's not doing something with his life and Sarah is being a good friend. So now Sarah comes up to Johnny and tells Johnny, hey, Johnny, you know what I realized? Boom, 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 boom. This is what I think about what's happening. Now, this is vital information for Johnny, but because Johnny is living out of resentment, Johnny hasn't been able to see that Sarah has his best interest in her heart. And because of that, Johnny responds to, reacts to Sarah and says, you always, you sometimes, you never. So Johnny is like, you always come to me with all these things. Why you never come to me with positive things? You always do this. But Sarah is not always seeing, not sometiming, and not nevering. She's being downright honest. So Johnny is resentful of Sarah. So Johnny is like, Sarah, why are you always, why are you sometimes, why are you never? So Johnny brings forth out his resentment as anger. So now Sarah says, Johnny, you are always angry at me. Why are you so angry? You always, you sometimes, you never. So now Johnny, all Johnny wanted to tell Sarah is, I want you to love me and not shame and blame me. I want you to love me and not tease and sarcasm me. What Sarah wanted to say is, I care about you and I want you to be successful in life. So I want to tell you the truth. I want to be a good friend. So Sarah was just trying to do right by Johnny. And Johnny is just trying to be loved by Sarah. But because both may react to the situation and not respond, they're both miscommunicating. So instead of feeding each other spiritual food of words, they put, they throw each other's salads down each other's mouths and they choke them off to spiritual darkness. Where when they meet, they're not in. Ooh. That wind came there heavy. So that when they meet, they're not in sync, they're in disharmony. So when we react, we don't get in sync, we get in disharmony. So when we respond, uh, Give me a second, y'all. Technical difficulties. So when we re when we act, we act out of memory. We we react. I want you to to split the word react into two parts. I want you to hear this. Split the word react into two parts. What is it? What does the word react in two parts say? To act again. To react. So the word react is about reacting, acting again from the same place. To react is to act again from the same place because you're in the same state. Why would you want to act again in the same place if that place doesn't bring you what you want? You might want to act from a, in a different place. I'm going somewhere with this. And I, you got to follow along these. Uh, come on. You got to follow along these podcasts because I don't just go straight to the point. I have to build it up, right? I have to build it up. That's what makes this amazing, right? This is what makes this. This is why this podcast is going to be number one in the alternative space. But anyways. So when you react, you act again out of the past. Come on, bro. I'm acting again out of the past. <laughs> I'm being frustrated right now. Get yourself together. Let me respond and fix the camera, you know? So, yeah, bear with me. Uh, I'm just trying to make things work right now. But it's really... It's really annoying. But, you know what? We, like we say, take your own advice... And don't be the vice. We're gonna use this other camera. Mess up my footage. <laughs> the wind. Okay. 
I'm, I'm on a road and the wind wanna mess with me. Come on, wind. Just let my stuff be good. Okay, so when we react, we're acting out of the past. When we respond, we're acting out of our conscious awareness. So what does that mean? Reacting out of the past. Imagine if you were to say, let me put the same shoes on, let me get in the same scene of the movie, and let me act this scene over. That's what reacting is. Let me get in the scene, let me get, let me adopt the same script, and let me act this over. You're gonna experience the same scene. Have you ever watched a movie where it seemed like every scene, the character went to a different scene, a different space, but they brought the same kind of dialogue? They brought the same thing because what? That's them, right? That's what they identified as them. Characters are based on the identification, not necessarily the fact of the matter. For instance, who's your favorite actor? Is it Denzel Washington? Right? Who is it? If Okay, let's say you see Denzel in the scene. Denzel is playing the role of whoever you've seen him. What was your favorite Denzel movie? Right? And Training Day? Okay, let's say Denzel was playing that cop. Now... I didn't like that, that, that training day um, role that Denzel played. But he did play the training, in, in training day. Denzel in training day is playing the role. He's, re, he's playing the scene. When he comes from one scene to another, it seems like it's still about the same swag. That's because every situation that Denzel goes into, he has to bring the identification of his character. And he has to bring the same way he talks, the same way his response, his facial features. He has to bring the same mentality and mindset. So every time you see Denzel in a different scene, you're like, oh, this is that character. But what if Denzel was in a different movie now? So instead of Training Day, Denzel is now in a different movie. So you're like, okay, now he's playing the role of an activist and you're like okay boom he's playing a different movie if Denzel didn't identify with his position he wouldn't he would be Denzel Washington on screen but he took his talent his gift he took what his spirit has and he put his spirit in an identification and he played that role really well I want to let you know that you too are the Denzel of your movie. And what I mean by that is you are playing a role in your own movie. And if you go through the different scenes identifying with your pain body, then you're going to play that same role over and over. But if you disidentify and says, wait a minute, I'm not Johnny from the movie. I am Denzel Washington. I am a super talented actor in this world this is just an example and i can bring forth the experience i want so you say i'm going to bring my presence out here so what you do is instead of identifying with the role that you've been playing so far the role of re reacting a certain way the way of reacting out of frustration out of anxiety out of anger out of fear instead of doing that you say i'm going to play a different role so what you do is you put down the script of your response and you play a different role. But guess what the secret to playing roles are? I, used to, I did this acting class one time. The secret is you have to be in it, in it. You can't think, you can't think your role into action. You have to be the role in action. So if you want to transform how you respond, like I don't want to respond out of frustration. I don't really want to respond out of anger. I don't want to react. Let me use the right word. I don't want to react out of these ways. I want to respond differently. So you have to say, I'm going to play a different role. I'm going to take my spirit and I'm going to enlighten my body. Instead of responding, I'm going to, instead of reacting, I'm going to respond. Here's what I mean. You say, I'm going to adopt a new script. So some of us, we don't live out the scripts that we made or that God wrote for us. We live out the scripts that society came up with. We live out the scripts of our parents, the scripts of our past. I call these subconscious scripts. They just come to the surface whenever 
they are sparked by a word. There are cues in acting. And the cues are, you remember certain last word that the character said, or the, between the dialogue, and based on the last word of that character that said, you're going to remember your next line. Our subconscious mind work very similar. And what I mean by that is, your subconscious mind doesn't need much information for it to bring forth the reaction. All your subconscious mind it needs is one word. So think about this. Here's what your subconscious needs, just one word. So let's say your subconscious mind gets this one word of, you are stupid. Boom. All of a sudden, your subconscious mind pulled up images from 6th grade, 7th grade, 12th grade, and you are about to react. There is about to be a past emotional reaction. And this is not from your spirit. I promise you, this is from your past. So you might look at this person. You might just snap at them. They said, you're stupid. So you're about the, the cap came off. So your scripts of the past have, they put caps that will go a flow of words. So instead of a line, you're going to have a train of words for them. You about to break this person down, down. Who's stupid? Who? <laughs> and guess what? You will not be hurt for your anger. Sometimes you will. Sometimes you get shot for being angry. But you will be hurt by your anger. Most of the time, it won't be deadly. Most of the time, it will be internally. It'll disable you from inside. So here's what I wrote earlier. I said this. If you don't choose the latter, if you react to life circumstances instead of responding to the challenges as they arise, if you don't pick the ladder you won't get back in your power you're gonna look if you don't choose the ladder you if you choose the ladder which is i'm going to respond you will be placed back in your power rather than trying to put people in their place put yourself in your power place before you're trying to put people in their place because you can't change how they feel you can't change how they respond. You can't change the way they heal. All you can do is change the way you respond. And the way to do that is to be present in the moment, realizing that the world's a stage and each of us are merely players. Each of us playing a role. What's it in the name? <laughs> I'm dropping that Shakespeare on y'all. Y'all ain't know I went to both school. Okay, anyways. Calm down. Calm. What's in a name? The name that you've, you've used to, the name you set for yourself, the identity you've picked out for your life is based on the associations you've had, based on the scripts you've been built by your family. What's in a name, Shakespeare said? Capernet or Montague, Montague, whatever. Shakespeare, Capernet or Montague. Did the name really matters whether Juliet would love Romeo? Not really. It's your spirit that matters. But the association with the status of their family mattered to their family. So Romeo and Juliet wasn't living out of their spirit. They were living out of customs that their family set. So when Romeo, when Juliet says, well, I love you, but I can't be with you, sweetheart. It's not because Juliet didn't want to be with Romeo. Is because Juliet couldn't be with Romeo because Juliet was living based on the customs or the expectations of her family and she was not living out of the possibilities of her soul. So sometimes we're living out scripts of our lives, we're making decisions, we're, we're missing out from a relationship that can be loving because we're living too much in the past. Here's what I mean by that. Sometimes you can't find your Romeo because you haven't healed enough. Sometimes you, the Romeo is right in front of you, but you haven't found that you're Juliet. Sometimes we're looking for that love companion, but we haven't companion love within us. When we live in the past, we're not loving. We are living off the past. Love is present living. I've been around my mom, and I can't explain this. Where I just feel love. It's just like, 
that warm feeling inside when you around your mother or your parents or somebody you really love it feels so warm have you ever been it feels just like this like a hug internal hug and it feels great because you don't have to live in the past with people you love you can press like when you're able to be yourself you don't have to bring forth of oh well how should i act how should you don't have to bring past customs on how you should be you just being and that's what love for yourself does the more you express self-love and you're not saying, well, I'm, I'm, my name is Giles. I need to be this way. I'm this. I need to be that way. I'm, I'm, I'm a descendant of that. I need to be that way. When you operate it out of a true love and says, I am a piece, the essence of the creator. Therefore, I'm going to be loving to myself. Is this thought, action or behavior or response loving to me? When you ask yourself that question throughout the day, you're not going to respond a certain way. Or is it loving to this other sentient being that's also a creator? You're going to have a different way of looking at life. You want to be present now. You're like, yo, I want to experience that love that I experienced around my mother or my father or my best friend or my teacher or the coach or the lover. I want to experience that within me all the time. It be present. What robs our present joy and present love? Past pains. This is going to be in the book, y'all. I need to write this book. I need to write this book, yo. God is, God is beautiful. God is amazing and the universe is abundant. And I gratitude to the Lord for using me. So I was saying this. You got to start with the love to be present enough. So that way you can have it to give. Presence is the cure-all. Not living in the past is seeing the situation that it is. One thing that has been working for me is instead of living out of my pain body, trying to be somebody, I just made myself nobody. So now I don't hurt anybody. <laughs> so instead of trying to be somebody and living out of your pain body, just be a nobody and you, you won't hurt nobody. Won't hurt nobody. What's that kid song? This won't hurt nobody. So here's what I meant by this very philosophical statement. When we try to identify, I'm somebody. This is me. You better not talk to me this way. Hey, you. Uh, you better. Uh, mm, 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 mm. When we try to ego ourselves up. When we try to ego ourselves up into importance, we think we're somebody. But really, we're living out of our pain body, or either out of fear, either we have we want to make ourselves grand in people's eyes because we see ourselves little. Many reasons. Either we're trying to be right, either we just don't know. You know, sometimes it's just out of ignorance. We all, one, at some point of our lives, been there, done that. This is not a difference between me and you. This is just an... I'm just expressing things in a way you can conceptualize them. I'm not separating my experience from your experience because we have about the same. Now that we've gotten that out. It, when we try to make ourselves somebody, we look at other people as nobodies. But when we say, I'm a nobody, I'm a spirit. I'm using this body right now to fulfill my current experience of life on earth. When you say, I'm a nobody, then guess what? You don't hurt nobody. I'm not saying don't see yourself as a creative being. No. To see yourself as a nobody is to see yourself as a abundant, ever-flowing spirit. It's not to say, oh, I'm, 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 I'm worthless. It's to, to see yourself as a nobody is to see yourself as a spiritual being. And what I mean by that is it's not saying I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough. Is saying that I am so amazing that the I am I'm talking about far extends my body. It extends my, my personality. It extends my status and associations. It has transcended to a spiritual place where I can see myself greater than a body. So when I see another being, I'm not saying, hey, Johnny body, 
I'm saying, hey, Johnny spirit. So I'm saying Johnny as a spirit. So therefore, why would I want to hurt by Johnny, which is not different from me, which is part of the source. So if Johnny and I are one of the divine, I don't want to hurt Johnny. So then I see Johnny. I'm like, oh, let me look at the spirit. So when Johnny says, I'm looking at the body of Johnny and saying, forgive Johnny for he does not know what he's doing. So what does that mean? That just means Johnny is acting out of his body, his pain body. He's just acting out of the past. So because I know I'm a spirit and I understand where he's coming from, I'm not going to blame, shame, guilt Johnny. I'm going to be loving to him. What? You're like, bro, come on. You want me to be loving to Johnny who's a bully? No way. You're not being loving to Johnny. You're being loving to God. And you're being loving to you. Because to give out anger is to give it to you first. Mm. <laughs> to give somebody else anger is to give it to, is to sprout it within so you can give it to them. To give somebody else frustration is to sprout it within so you can give it to them. To give somebody a piece of your mind is to take up the scissor of your dialect, cut off a piece of your mind and give it to them. Stop giving people a piece of your mind because you literally gave them a piece of your mind. <laughs> you gave them a piece of your real estate. You gave them a piece of your time. By you taking five minutes to tell them, you've told yourself how to be 50 minutes from now. You told yourself how to be five days. Taking five minutes to tell somebody, I'm going to tell them. Oh, Lord, Lord, don't show them. Listen, visualization, the images hardwire faster than the words. If you show them, if you, <clears throat> your brain will build neural pathways so quickly that you're not even going to, you're going to show everybody. You're going to give everybody a piece of your mind. And that takes a toll on you. Do you have the time to open up your mental gates and say, uh, okay, you are pissing me off. So come in my gate, come see my garden. I'll let you plant some seeds there that will bring about weeds, but I'll just give you a piece of my mind. Hey, you can have this land here in my mental garden. I'll keep thinking about you all day. When you come down and then you, you mess up my garden, I'll think about you again. Then I'll give you another piece of my mind. It takes more energy to give pieces of your mind away than it takes to keep your mind whole and respond differently by being present. It takes more energy, guys, ladies and gents, way more energy to give pieces of your mind away than to guard your peace. Stop giving pieces of your mind away. <laughs> guard your peace. Bro, I got so many taglines. It's crazy. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't. It's blessings from the most high. I don't know where it's coming from, but it's coming. So if you give them pieces, listen, I need to take this message for myself. Trust me, because I'm dismantling some resentment. Lately, the resentment has been eradicating from my life. Can I get an amen for that one? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for changing me. But here's the thing. I used to give pieces of my mind away too much. So listen, if somebody took 24 hours in space in your mind, Make sure you at least charging them rent. And guess what? You can't charge rent because money can't buy peace. <laughs> so even if you charge them rent, you still have to trade off peace for that. So it doesn't even make sense. So forgiveness is to give forth for you. When you forgive, you're giving yourself a blessing in disguise. You think you're doing it for them. No, 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 no. You're doing it for you. So who you need to forgive so you can grow? Who do you let need to let go so you can grow? How, like the love for yourself, build that as well. And to love yourself is to say, I want to be present with me rather than distracted with them. You know how many times we're present with them and not with us is what I mean. We watch Netflix. 
We're present with the life that they made up the script. We watch a documentary. We're present. We watch somebody on social media. We're present with what's happening with them. And we forgot to be present with ourselves. So I want to challenge you today to say, hey, if I'm a spiritual being and not a carnal being, if, if I'm a nobody because I'm in touch with the ultimate spirit, then guess what? I need to treat myself a certain way. Not out of status or pride, but I need to treat my spirit like a spirit. I need to give it space for it to roam, for it to be. Now, how, you ask me? The answer to that is not an answer. The answer to the how is the journey. And then when you go through the journey, you could come back, you'll be able to tell me the how. So somebody says, well, how do I be present? How do I let go of the anger? How do I? It's a whole journey. You got to learn about the body. You got to learn about the mind. You got to learn about triggers. You got to learn about how to breathe. I'm not going to teach you this today. This is just bringing forth the awareness to responding better. The growth, the answer is the lifestyle that you adopt. It's you showing up to Rising Prime on Friday or tomorrow. It's you popping back up to this podcast. It's you actually living your life, finding hobbies to do that brings you back in the present. It's you go out and planting a garden. It's you reading the book, The Power of Now. A lot of times we think the answer to the thing, to the how, is not the answer. It's the lifestyle. The, the how is the journey. How you discover the journey is the yearn for the wisdom. How I'm here doing this work is because I had a yearn for it. And now, I, if I ask myself, how am I going to do this? I would not be able to come up with the answer. Like, how am I going to come up with the words, with the similes, with the analogies, with the comedic reliefs? With boom, like, this is a whole freaking, it's a formula to this. The how wasn't one answer. It was consistent action. It was, I had to wake up, I had to learn from this person, this person, I had to read this book, I had to experience this life, I had to have this conversation, I had to go to this place, I had to do this, I had to do this class, I had to do this qigong, this meditation, I had to change my diet this way. If you go to a person, like a teacher or a coach, and you say, how do I change my life? And they say, well, you just need to have just one answer. And that answer is an action, they are leading you astray. But if that answer is a lifestyle if they say you need to adopt this way of living then you know at least they're giving you the right direction if they say you need to adopt this way of thinking then they're definitely bringing you to this direction you know this person is highly spiritual if they say you need to adopt this way of being and let this being create the things that you want this person is even at a deeper state when we want somebody to supplement the work that we got to do as spiritual beings, we ask them to give us the answer. When we are willing to do the work, we don't ask for the answer. We ask for the study to find the answer. So he asks, well, how do I study to learn how to eat right? Instead of what do I need to eat? If I say eat this, eat that, eat that, you got to come back to me to ask me, what else do I eat now when I have this? If I say, well, this has this, this has that, and this is good for this, and this is good for that, and this is good for this, and you're experiencing that, then you say, oh, what do I need to eat right now? Then your mind says, oh, I ought to eat this. Base your life on the knowledge that brings forth the responsibility rather than the information that is a hardwired reaction activity. Man, how do I come up with this stuff? <laughs> Reactive activity is when you take information and you only look back to that information for the application. Responsive, your responsibility as a spirit being is to go and educate yourself to become wise so then you could respond when situations arise. <laughs> come on, let me put a hold on that. I'd be rhyming it. Gratitude to the Most High for allowing me to be able to serve. I don't know how I put the words together, but all I did know is one day I said, I want to help people. And then I said, I want to help people with their bodies. 
And then I said, I want to help people with their minds. And I said, scratch that. I want to help people holistically. So I started to do stuff every rising. I had rising routines. I, I would read a lot of books. I would listen to a lot of speakers. I would go to events. I would start to really indulge in my craft. And then the more I did that, the more I acquired more wisdom, more knowledge. I found more teachers and I kept growing. And then now I'm sitting in front of here and I'm pretty much amazed by how what I'm saying. Because I don't even know how I'm saying it. I know how I've kind of gotten all this stuff, but I'm just amazed that I'm being used because that's how it works. We just have to make ourselves present enough and then the presence of God comes within us and it uses us. Then all of a sudden your presence becomes a present to the world. The light that you are gets sprouted when you connect to the source. So though I'm saying great words, you're like, man, do I need to learn from you? How does no? You need to learn from God. Make yourself whole, make yourself pure, make yourself sound. Now, some people don't believe in God, but if you're a spiritual being, you have to know that we are more than a body. You have to know that this stuff didn't sprout out of the nowhere. You have to, if you're really spiritual, I'm not telling you what God to believe in, but if you're spiritual, you don't believe in a higher power. I'm sorry to break it down to you, but you're not spiritual. If it hurts your feelings, I love you. But if you're spiritual and you say, I'm, only, I'm the only one that can create. There is no other power that can help me. When I'm weak, I am weak and condemned. You're not spiritual. Spiritual says, I'm a spiritual being. I have connection to the source. Any moment I could tap in, make my heart pure, and I can get that healing energy. I can get that used. I can be used to create stuff. Which means when I paint, I can paint with God. When I dance, I can dance with God. When I write, I can write with God. When I speak, I can speak with God. That's what spiritual is. So don't fall into the trap of being a spiritual of being a spiritual, what they call, atheist. That's not spiritual. I, know. I don't wish to, I wouldn't be spiritual to condemn you, but I'd say that you have a possibility to be more spiritual. And all you got to do is, this is the one thing. Listen, I'm a, I've said everything I've just said. I'm going to close it at this. It's been 40 minutes. It's been longer than I normally go. Everything I said was to make you un, help you understand this from a mental standpoint. However, the solutions of being present, the solutions of being able to listen to somebody say words that seems to condemn you and say, forgive them for, for they don't know what they're doing. Imagine somebody beat you up and just forgive them for they like for you to say that. This is the ultimate enlightenment. And who, who showed that? Christ did on the cross, right? To have that you need to be able to tap into God because that's the only love that there is. So, you're like, how? God. You're like, oh, come on. I didn't come to church. And I'm, here's the thing. I can give you the concepts. I can tell you food, herbs. I can tell you here's how you do it. Boom, boom, boom. But you still going to depend on your will to go do it. I can't be willing for you. But if I tell you that there's a source called God that you can sit down in yourself and just say, like, you don't know the exact name of God. And some people say, I don't know if it's Allah. I don't know if it's Buddha. Just say God. Just say God. God, I don't know what I'm doing with my life right now. Things are dark. I'm living out of anger, resentment, frustration, blame, guilt. And I feel weak. I've never talked to you before. I don't know what I'm doing, but I trust and I believe that you exist and that you're going to come into me right now and you're going to work the power within you to bring more peace and allow me to enjoy the present moment. I trust that this will happen. And I pray in your name. Amen. You open your eyes, you breathe in, you breathe out, you go about your day. And just try that. Just see what happens. I'm not trying to convince you anywhere. 
I'm just saying I would be a horrible person to come to you, give you concept, knowledges, and say, sign up for my tribe, the program, and that will change your life. That's BS. That will help the process. But if I say tap into God, get spiritual, go to the source, start learning, that will change your life. But then I can say, I can be a guide. I can be a teacher. I can show you some of the things that I learned that will help you. Then I am wise. Then I am living out the word of God because I'm not making myself a God. I'm making myself a vessel and I'm saying, this is what it can help you. I kind of got it. My heart is only to serve you. Like my heart is to serve you. I don't know why, <laughs> but it is. I want to help people. So I invite you all to not just listen to the podcast, to not just watch my Instagram posts, but I invite you to dive deep. Okay, so I'm going to tell you how you can dive deep with me, how you can do Qigong, how you can breathe, how you can rise, how you can prime, how you can journal, how you can learn, how you can get a support system. I want to invite you to join the Holistic Lifestyle Tribe. I don't know if you guys heard this about it before. But the tribe is a community of wellness seekers who are looking to transform their lives, looking to tap into their higher selves, looking to curate peace and growth. A lot of people don't know I even offer this. So for a small membership fee, you get access to a community where you can rise every rising for Rise and Prime. This is a session where you get on Zoom, we breathe, we move. I teach you Tai Chi, which is a form of Qigong. I teach you Qigong. Qigong is an internal healing tool. It's breathing, it's self-massage, it's visualization, it's intentional movement. I teach you that. We, as a tribe, collectively talk about growth, talk about what's going on in our lives. There's subjects, we read books, we're reading The Power of Now. There are challenges, there's detox plans, there are workshops, posts, besides the rising primes. And then there is access to so many tools. You get access to an application that is not on Facebook, not on Instagram, where you can tap in, you can watch Qigong videos, you can watch live class, you can get recipes for your food. It's a support system for your holistic health, for your spiritual development. I have this available for you to join. Now, somebody says, how do I join? Well, the website is holisticlifestyletribe.com. Holistic, I'm gonna put it down right now. I definitely recommend you join. Some people can't, but most people are just not willing, right? So let me drop it down. Go to this website. Go to holisticlifestyletribe.com. Sign up for the tribe. And what I'll do is I'm going to open up a three-day. I'm going to open up a three-day trial for you. I'm going to do it right now. And if it's not up, just come back to it and you'll see it. And you could try this out for three days. And I can be a support system for you. Like, if the things you see me do in the podcast is being done within me all day. So, check it out. Go to HolisticLifestyleTribe.com. Subscribe. I mean, join the pod. Join the Rising Prime sessions. Click the link in my bio if you just want to try it out one time without putting in your information. Just your name and email. You can click the link in my bio and you can try a Rising Prime session. Or go to HolisticLifestyleTribe.com and join the tribe. Okay? So, like I said, most people will stick around for the information, but they will leave when the transformation happens. Most people will hear the thing that get them motivated to do, but when you say, well, this is the doing and this is the investment, some people are not willing to. I'm going to say that you don't be most people. Try it out. Check it out. Enjoying the transformation. With that being said, y'all stay in your power. Stay in your power. Powerful people. Stay blessed. Remember, cultivate the present moment. Be in it. And just keep being that light being. Identify with your spirit and not your body. I am not my emotions. I am not my body. I am not my mind. I am a spiritual being. That's right, Izzy. This is right. So... I invite y'all to go to edtalksdaily.com.
to register and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. And also, I know I'm giving y'all too much links. Just go there. And with that being said, remember you have the unlimited power in you. Once again, you have the unlimited power in you to achieve whatever it is that you want. To create the person that you can be with conscious awareness. But until you know that you have that power and you start presently acting in your power instead of reacting in your past, the world will forever miss all your gifts, all your talents, and all the great things that you have to offer. Your spirit has so many great things to come out here. But every day you have to let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Trust me, in the process of it, you might shine your light and there's one person watching. You might shine your light, there's two people getting heated up. You might shine your light, there's three people, but in the midst of one, in the midst of two, in the midst of three, in the few, you have to see the many. Keep shining your light while you're shining a town as if you're shining the whole world, and then the God will ensure that you have more light to give. That's my message, and I'm sticking to it. It's the Holistic Motivator. And I want to thank y'all for tapping in. Like I said, this is enjoyable for me. Pleasure to serve you. Gratitude to the Most High for using me. If you were inspired by what I said, know that I'm just being used by God. And the information I've been taught supplements and adds to that. And you can hear my word and say, well, this seemed to be divine intervention. Trust me, it is. I don't know what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it. I just know why I'm saying it. And it's because I love you. So that's the truth. Peace. Y'all stay blessed. I'll see you tomorrow, 10 a.m., same time, same place. Come back. You know you're going to get that, that inspiration, motivation, and good vibes. From the holistic motivator. Peace. I love you, but I can't keep being with you. I got to go so I can grow. I want to remind you that you have unlimited power within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to construct the person you want to be. But first, you must believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Thank you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of review. Until next time, remain in your unlimited power.